Welcome back to Talking Pigskin. It's episode 38, and it's going to be a special one, as you can see in the title. Uh, joining us very shortly on the uh, on this episode, we're going to have Dane Brugler. Um, so before we get to that, uh, let's intro this episode. Maybe get into a little free agent talk. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy McKeon, BKA the Cowboy. A.K.A. Tony Promo. If you follow me on any of the social medias, then you'll get that joke. Joined, as always, by... Mike the Jag. Cherokee Jack. <laughs> Johnny the Intern. And I'm Johnny Stats. I just can't wait to see what you come up with next, man. Uh, Cherokee Jack. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Sounds indigenous. Um, that actually just made me think of something. Uh, so, we've probably got some new listeners this episode. Um, but to our, our loyal listeners that have been, uh, been with us every week, um, you know that we've been kind of steered into a, okay, we've got breaking news. Apparently Odo Beckham Jr. has been traded to the, apparently Odo Beckham Jr. has been traded to the Browns. Oh my Um, God, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Okay, hold on now. What, hold on. Okay. What I was going to say is that. Uh, well, look, look at the TV. Forget about your fucking phone. Um, okay. What I was going to say is that we have been in off-season mode and steered a little bit more laid back, and we've been, uh, definitely, uh, loose with the tongue, so to speak. Um, I guess a reason for that, um, one, us just being ourselves, but two, we were expecting, uh, a different special guest of sorts and a different uh, uh, realm of entertainment, uh, which would have been a cool guest, and he still will be in the near future. But um, now we're going to be in ultra football mode. Let's get right back into ultra football mode. So, um, Mikey's stunned. He's he's locked on uh, the breaking note, the breaking news here. Well, with, this is different. and this is break. Wow. This is cra- I mean, two weeks ago, if you're a loyal listener, you heard us uh, unfortunately not be recording live on a live stream, uh, and or else we would have broke the news on Jason Witten returning. But um, w- again, I wish we were we were li- we were we were broadcasting live on. We we got to start that doing that on. Uh, on Periscope Twitter, Periscope something. something. Um, what do you think they got for Odell? Do you think it's I, two ones or do you think it's just one? I don't know. Let's keep it on mute though because I don't want... It's impossible to, to hear two things at once. Um, but this is going to now own the conversation for the first little bit with uh, 
<laughs> Dane, I'm sure. You try to get some details before uh, we get Dane on the phone here, bud. But um, that, that throws a wrench into some content. I was going to say, should Jacksonville offer the seven and two threes for Odell? Wow. In this year's I draft. So, so I had some content there that was just nixed. Okay. Well, this is crazy. We had Gibson, though. But he's not okay, Gibson. Mike the Jag is off in fucking La La Land, fantasizing about Odell Beckham Jr., um, which I don't think is that would have helped you, your your Nick Foles situation. So I had no idea that we were live. So yeah. This is blowing my yeah. absolute friggin' Yeah, mind. we're recording. Welcome to podcasting. We're, re- we're recording. Red lights on, sir. A first, a third, and Jabril Pepper. So as I was trying to say, it's going to be hard for us to focus on any other free agent acquisition when this just happened. And I wish I would have uh, Jairstradamus this because as soon as I put in the group chat yesterday, OBJ talks have opened up again. And then I said it again to Brent today. It's all about Cleveland the whole time. You knew it was. Well, so, I don't know, Baker. You know Baker Mayfield's happy. I mean, and first, and they, I mean they just worked the deal with each other yesterday or the just, day before with uh, with um, Olivier Vernon and Zeitler. Yeah. So, excuse me. So like clearly they have uh, some sort of a rapport in the the front office there uh, between the two clubs. So you know, I mean, they're comfortable working with each other. And for all those morons in New York City that tried to tell me. That Odell Beckham was not being shopped. Um, <laughs> I'm told you so. Re- I'm actually really glad for him. Not gonna lie. What getting him out of the the division? Yeah, and then I get to see like getting great for Baker I mean, Mayfield. I, now I can for Baker. now I can oh. now I can stop hating Odell Beckham. Yeah, I'm super glad for a guy. You reunite the two LSU Tigers and uh, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. They're gonna be True. happy to Jarvis be, uh, has always wanted to play with Odell. Too, Absolutely. Odell. Landon wow. Collins, the Landon Browns Collins get signed to Washington. These, and these teams, the Browns, turning it right around. Raiders have the potential to turn theirs. They've got a bigger hill to climb, but, but you're right. The they're at, potential. Uh, they're they're trying to make moves. There, we got a lot of first round picks. We'll see what they do with them. Okay, uh, let's gather our our thoughts here. <laughs> so before we uh, make this phone call to our very special guest, um, to any. Anybody listening that uh, isn't familiar with Dane, uh, quick crawl out from underneath the rock you've been living under. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're listening to us and you haven't heard of Dane Brugler, then I feel sorry for you. Um, so do better. Um, follow him on Twitter, at DPBrugler. That's at D-P-B-R-U-G-L-E-R. Um, if you're a subscriber on The Athletic, then uh, you can follow his work there. Uh, you can also catch him uh, on the draft show on DallasCowboys.com and also on Trust the Tape with Jeff Cavanaugh on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Um, so check all those things out. Um, he's an excellent follow, one of the most intelligent and knowledgeable draft analysts, draft scouts out there. Um, Remember the name because sooner or later you're gonna say I remember uh, listening to a podcast with this with this guy that just got hired as a GM in the NFL because I would not be surprised if that does one happen uh, happen one day so uh, we're gonna get Dane on the line and we'll uh, we'll get this rolling. This is Dane Brugler and you're listening to Talking Picks again. 
Hey, Dane, it's Jerry McKeon from the Talking Pigskin Podcast. How are you? Good, how are you doing? I am fantastic, but I can't lie, I'm a little blown away as I'm looking at this breaking news with OBJ. As a Cleveland guy, I am pretty stoked about this. Yeah, I'm, I would imagine you are. Born and raised in uh, in Ohio, correct? That's it. I'm kind of blown away that it, uh, that's all it took was the first, third, and peppers. I mean, I would have I would have started at any asking price would have had to start with two ones. Uh, I don't know. The Giants basically had, they were ready for a divorce, and they took the best possible offer because that's I'm just I'm surprised that's all it took to get them. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Actually, my co-host to my right here, Mike the Jag, he. Uh, he just finished saying as soon as the news broke, right as we uh, we started recording. What what did it take? Two two ones? What you know? And then we see it one a third in Jabril, and it's like, okay, that was easy. Like almost reminiscent of the Pittsburgh uh, trade earlier, where it seemed like they were just ready to wash their hands of the player. And yeah, I, I know grossly much. different with a third and a fifth, right? But. Right, right. I mean, a little bit of a changing of the guard here, uh, at least on paper, with uh, the Steelers. Uh, Antonio Brown's gone, but John Bell's about to sign somewhere else, and here are the Browns making moves. And I tell you, that's, uh, that's some type of offense that they're uh, they're putting together. And so, I mean, good on John Dorsey. I mean, I, I've known John a long time, and he is a guy that is uh, not shy about uh, doing whatever it takes to win. Uh, he is not going to be conservative. Uh, he's going to go for it, and probably the perfect example, the best example, maybe we've seen since he's been a general manager. So just a awesome, awesome move, on, at least on paper. Uh, we'll see how you know it plays out on Sundays. But uh, Cleveland's going to be uh, Cleveland's going to be a team that we're going to be talking about quite a bit here the next uh, uh, you know, six Absolutely. months or so until the start of the season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he wasn't worried about the criticism last year taking Baker number one. Um, I loved it because I got proven right and won a little, won a little draft night uh, gambling money. <laughs> um, there you go. But yeah, Dorsey definitely is it primed to make his decision the fight like the definitive thing and, and go forward with it. And if he's wrong, then he's wrong. But he ain't afraid of being wrong, if you ask me. No, and that's you can't play scared, or you know, you can't. Uh, you know, have a hold a GM position and, you know, be conservative. I mean, John's already been a GM of one franchise, and, you know, he was like, oh, he knows this is it. This is his final shot, uh, shot to, you know, have something, and uh, he's going for it. Hey, good for him. Uh, good yeah. for the Browns. Good for the city of Cleveland. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. And so, yeah, I, from a strictly football sense, you know, it, obviously it, it makes, uh, makes that offense even more potent, but, you know, I I think you do have to wonder about the locker room and how that's all, you know, the whole dynamic's going to work. But with Jarvis Landry right there in that locker room, I think that, you know, there's a lot of strong uh, personalities in that locker room. But with Jarvis Landry there, I think that'll, you know, kind of help things. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, that that might be the glue that OBJ needs to, uh, you know, so it won't be an issue in Cleveland. Absolutely. There is, you're, you're right, there are a lot of alphas there. But, I mean, I don't know who's happier right now, Baker or Jarvis. I mean, Jarvis has yeah. been campaigning or campaigning to reunite with his, you know, LSU uh, former teammate for quite a quite some time now. Yeah, yeah, and obviously they they go back uh, a ways, and so that's it's, it's just gonna be fun. Yeah, it's watch, exciting. Watch these guys definitely yeah, a little yeah, derailed much, right now. <laughs> with Freddie Kitchens, 
I mean, you can you know him right now. He is probably sitting there. He's sitting in somewhere. He's got a beer in his hand, yeah. and he is just going over the offensive plays that they're going to put together with this uh, offensive personnel. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. So, I mean, I, I think it's realistic to talk about the Browns as possibly being the favorites of that division uh, going into the year as an early pick. Yeah, yeah. I like the hot take, Dane. Hot nice. Take. Hot, take, hot take number one. I love it. Um, well, I mean, let's look at it. Ravens, uh, yeah, they won a division last year. Or, you know, they would with Lamar Jackson. You know, you feel good about, uh, you know, where that offense is headed. But they took some hits on defense. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how Lamar Jackson, year two, what kind of steps he takes. Uh, you know, the Bengals are, I, I don't I I think they're 8-18. Eight and, eight, eight uh, and then the Steelers, who knows what they're going to look like without Antonio Brown. We know what they look like without Le'Veon Bell, but James Conner's still there. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I, I'm not going to blame anybody who uh, picks the Browns to win that division next year. Right. Wow, that's, yeah. That's that puts a, a smile on my face just to see. Just to see a team turn around like that. And I think that this is yeah. the, the, the first time that there's been a talented a, a roster in Cleveland as there's been on both sides of the ball with Vernon coming into town. Uh, that defensive line with, with, with Garrett and Vernon now is formidable. Even losing Jamie Collins at linebacker, there's still significant talent. I think Denzel Ward's going to be a great cornerback for at least the next five years, and that offense is beginning to develop into something formidable. Uh, Baker Mayfield has every bit of moxie that you want, and to put a guy like Odell Beckham, there, there's really nothing stopping them, and I think that they just became a playoff team today. It's 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 interesting to think. Well, and they were so close last year. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you just you give Baker a full year under his belt now and a full off season to uh, you know really acclimate himself to not only the NFL but that offense. Uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens is your head coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the stink of Hugh Jackson is fully gone. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, sign me up for for uh, with, with the Browns. If, if the Browns were a stock. I am buying uh, all I po- all the stock that I possibly can. Hurry up and buy. Because yeah, it's, it's exciting for uh, Brown fans, and I tell you what, the Browns are going to be uh, must see TV when uh, whoever yep. they're playing. Yep, I bet you the Vegas odds have already changed on them. So. <laughs> oh yeah, and, that's, and that tells you everything you need to know because uh, you know Beckham is a uh, that, that's what a talent that he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is the type of talent that changes. Now, there are not only so many players in the NFL outside of quarterback that drastically uh, can drastically make an impact on your team and talking about the win and the loss columns, OBJ is one of those guys. He can change uh, those two win, uh, the, those two columns to win the losses. So, uh, big day for Cleveland. I mean, at least on paper. We'll see how this plays out. But if you're a Browns fan, it's a hard not no, to You're through excited. the roof. You're through the roof. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, there's not, a, there's not a single Browns fan out there that's, that's upset right now. Um, no, and no. that's probably the most we've ever spent on OBJ on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> or the Cleveland Browns, or the well, maybe not the Cleveland Browns because we're, we're all high on Baker. Absolutely, we are. Um, okay, so uh, that that uh, breaking news kind of took us off uh, kilter a little bit. I I wanted to make a point to start off with uh, with thanking you uh, profusely for joining us tonight. That's uh, really awesome, unexpected. Um, personally, I want to thank you for all your hard work over the years, the content that you, uh, you provide through the podcast, the mock drafts, uh, especially the draft guides. 
Um, I alluded to it earlier, but that's definitely uh, won me some money with uh, draft games on draft night and, and future bets and whatnot. So much obliged, sir. <laughs> Absolutely happy to have you, and it's definitely evident in the content that you provide uh, that you are, without a doubt, passionate uh, at the work. Like, basically, I, I can't imagine it anything other than a dream job for you. Yeah, no, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. It is absolutely a dream job, and uh, I'm very blessed that uh, I'm able to do it because this is what I love doing, and it's, uh, I, you know, I, I can't tell you the last time I actually had to work. At my job, I enjoy doing it. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say congratulations. Um, <laughs> so on this podcast, uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Our uh, our stat guy is a Cowboys fan, and my B Mike is uh, is a Jags fan. I don't see Jacksonville losing again. We try to focus yeah. on the whole league, but it's it's through the eyes of of those fan bases, I guess. Um, so I'm going to kick it to, to Mike the Jag here because I know he's got a, a question burning on the tip of his tongue here. I'm, I'm very curious, Dane. Um, who do you think the Jaguars like at seven? I personally like Jawan Taylor, especially with the Nick Foles signing. Do you see it any different or, or, or similarly? Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, you know, I think with, uh, you mentioned Nick Foles signing, that changes things. Um, you know, would they possibly be in the in the market for one of these quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, we know Tom Coughlin has done plenty of work on these quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, that was definitely part of, uh, you know, the process. But with the, the signing of Foles, especially with that, that guaranteed money, uh, you know, you can cross quarterback off the list, at least in the first few rounds, first few rounds. Uh, they're not looking for a starter in the next few years. Uh, so, you know, now it goes to, okay, we, we got our quarterback. Let's help him out. Are we going to go get offensive line help? Uh, can we? What else can we do to help him? Uh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. Could he make sense? I mean, that reliable chain mover. Um, I, you know, not the most sexy uh, uh, picks, uh, but talk about a guy where you know what you're getting uh, from a blocking standpoint. Uh, a guy from uh, that's going to help you move the chain. Uh, it's going to help you out on first down, and third down. Um, and but I think when you look at it, they have. Uh, Anita Tackle and Jawan Taylor makes perfect sense. He's he's a human shield. Uh, the contact balance, uh, I think he can be uh, his ceiling as a run blocker is through the roof. Uh, I think that's where he does best. I think he has a chance to be an above average uh, pass protector. He's not there yet. He's more of an average pass protector. But uh, you know, as you uh, kind of project him out uh, the next couple of years, you think he can get to, to be an above average guy. So I think Jawan Taylor. Uh, it would make perfect sense, uh, regardless of 
uh, you know, who, what other offensive linemen are available? You know, Jonah Williams, Cody Ford, um, yeah, Jawan Taylor, uh, Andre Dillard could be in that mix. Uh, but, you know, I, it wouldn't take much to convince me that Jawan Taylor should be the right pick. I'd have to agree, and, and just because he seems to have the perfect blend of being able to pass protect and just be an absolute big body mauler, coming into the SEC as well, you like the crop of talent he went up against, you like what he has to offer. Um, in the second and third round, we do have two uh, number three picks, one from the Rams for Dante Fowler. Um, with the second overall pick, or pardon me, in the, in the second round, I, I, I like them looking at tight end, and you alluded to to uh, the same position. I'm, I'm a little bit curious what your thoughts are on Leonard Fournette, his level of inconsistency, and if you think that tailback should be somewhere on day two for Jacksonville. Yeah, the Leonard Fournette discussion is tough because I think there's more to it than just on what we see on the field and, you know, just, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, they drafted him top five. So, you know, he should be a prominent piece of that offense. And if he... Is that how the you know the head coach and the offensive play caller see it, or are they going to make sure he's uh, you know a big part of what they're doing and their identity? Um, you know, because uh, one of the best ways you can help out Nick Foles is to have a strong run game, and so I you know, I know Leonard Fournette's been talked about as possibly a guy that uh, you know would be traded, but if he's still on the roster, you drafted him with a top five pick. It's, I'd be surprised if they went running back that early in the second round, especially when I think in, in this draft, at least, uh, maybe the sweet spot for a running back in that third round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the second round, uh, you know, you're looking at maybe a tight end, Irv Smith from Alabama uh, would make a lot of sense at that point if he's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't test as well as maybe I thought, but when you watch him on film, you see a fluid pass catcher, you see a guy who's a consistent yak threat, um, and he can help you on special teams, too. So, I mean, I think Irv Smith would be an ideal second-round pick. This is such a cool experience for us, Dane. Thank you so much. I also have a question, my last one about Jacksonville. Um, on the third day, do you see them looking at receiver to add to depth after Marquise Lee getting hurt? Or do you see them shoring up a defense which is slowly becoming younger, especially after releasing to Sean Gibson and now he's a Houston Texan? Yeah, making a few changes. Um, eager to see how uh, Tate and Bryant yeah, with uh, with Malik gone. You know, how you know, Tate and Bryant last year's first round pick? How does he? Uh, you know, are they going to keep? You know, kind of moving around last year. Is he going to have a more defined role this year? Eager to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I think they could. You know, you look at that secondary. Uh, are they going to? I mean, we're getting to the point where we need to start talking about Jalen Ramsey's extension. What that's going to look like? Um, you know, that's something they're going to be able to get done. Uh, but they can get. Add, add more depth in the secondary, no, no doubt. Uh, and I think this is a, a decent draft to do that. Uh, corner and safety, not particularly strong at the top, you know, the top 20 picks. But once we get to day three, or even on day two, there's some good depth. But day three, I think you can find some guys that are more than just, uh, you know, contributors and guys that can uh, step in and make a uh, make an impact. So uh, I think, yeah, DB, uh, you know, I, more depth on, uh, up front would make sense. And then if they don't, even if they do go, say, Juwan Taylor at offensive lineman at first, getting more depth on the offensive line would also make sense. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very, very much for that opinion. I greatly appreciate it and couldn't agree more. Um, so I heard you say earlier uh, in the week, or maybe it was last week, uh, the best way to categorize um, what you see at the Combine is uh, risers, fallers, 
and then the guys they need to go reevaluate the tape. Um, so I think a concise opinion across the board is that Jakai Polite was one of the guys that fell. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a top 10 yeah, talent, 15, maybe top 15 if it's not for the, um, I guess, the attitude uh, problems. Right. So with that said, how far do you see him falling? And if it's out of the first, does it make sense to you that he's just perfectly primed to fall in Cincinnati's early second round pick? I don't think that he'd get past Cincinnati. I think you're right there. That's, uh, you know, early on, he looked like a Joe uh, Cincinnati looked like the Joe Nixon special, and that's how it worked out. Yeah, that's uh, kind of why I asked you. Right. I, I think he'll, I don't think he'll be on the board at that point. Um, okay. A, a big part of it's going to be the pro day, uh, Florida's pro day. Uh, does he look a lot better, um, you know, working out? You know, he's probably going to go to breakfast, go to dinner with some teams uh, as they – try to figure him out um, I, I haven't talked to all 32 teams obviously but the right. few teams that I have talked to they like, it was a similar uh, similar sentiment that and, and you have to be careful with, you know what to believe this time of year but you know I, I rely on the people that you know I trust around the league and they all told me very similar things he's temperamental uh, his interview was a train wreck he's immature uh, you just can't trust him and so, in the first round, I there's you know we can see you know maybe the Raiders uh, you know they've had three first round picks maybe you roll the dice on a guy like that. Uh, Seattle has always been a, a place uh, you know, John Schneider who's not afraid to take a chance on a guy like that if they're comfortable with the person and you know maybe he can rebuild his image between now and the draft. Um, so I think he's going to go somewhere in the top forty pick. Okay. It's just a, you know I have no idea where you know right. it's going to take a team that you know just had a a decent interview. You know, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a great interview. It just has to be decent because his tape says that he is worth, like you said, a top 10, top 15 pick. So right. that, it's really going to be interesting to see his landing spot. Uh, he could sneak into that late first round, but again, and it's, I, I, I and I've, I've been saying this character stuff uh, for a couple months now, and I've heard from Florida fans not happy with me. Uh-huh. Uh, saying, well, he hasn't been arrested. His teammates say good things about him. The right. coaches love him. And, I, I I I really couldn't answer because all I had was scouts telling me, ah, there's character issues, there's there's some stuff going on, and so I didn't really know particulars, and I still don't really. Just it, it's a maturity thing, and so to try polite will definitely be a wild card uh, if we hear his name called Thursday night or into Friday. Right. Okay. So I'm definitely staying tuned to that pro day then. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect guy for the Cowboys if Lawrence goes anywhere. Oh, I don't think he'll, like he said, he won't be there. But, um, okay, so I want to focus on something that, uh, I mean, for lack of a better way of explaining it, it just amazes me how, cons- it seems consistently, you have a, a certain grade on a player. Uh, like last year with Puna Ford, I believe you had a fifth on him. Uh, the year before, you had a third on Xavier Woods. Um, they get picked later than where you had them graded, but then their plate in the league translates more so to where you had them uh, projected. Um, how does that keep happening? <laughs> well, I mean, trust me, I, I, I've missed quite a few as well. So, but no, I, I feel good about my batting average. You know, and that, that's how I do it. Uh, we're not going to be right all the time with these players, um, especially from 
you know, my perspective, you know, because I'm on the outside looking in. I don't, you know, I get to interview a lot of these guys. Tell us about it. And other, other places, but yeah, you know, it could be a lot of it's trust in the tape and what yeah. you see and trying to pick up on certain things that, you know, is going to translate to the next level. And, it, you know, it's focusing not on a, what a player can't do, but what on a player can do. And if you can do something really well, well, then, you know, that attach yourself to that and believe in it. And hopefully the team that drafts him understands that strength and puts him in a position to succeed. Um, and so, we've, yeah, we've, we've seen that throughout the league. You know, it's uh, these later round picks, they're lottery, lottery picks and, you know, the chance to uh, fill out your roster. But, you know, sometimes good players do fall. And, you know, you just have to figure out, okay, why is he falling? Is there something maybe we don't know? And then just trust what you, uh, you know, the – all the work you did the previous 11 months you know right. trust it and uh, just go with it yeah um, I feel like Xavier Woods I almost I have like a, like a pet cat feeling with him because I was one of those those guys that listened to every minute of the, the draft show coverage that weekend and I heard the uh, I guess the evolution of uh, yourself and Broadus and Hellman and uh, I believe Kavanaugh and Kevin Turner were yeah. all you know, uh, kind of coaching them up and talking them up, and then who I can't remember who it was that came in the room, but you know there was words exchanged and, and a, a little uh, sly. Oh, we've got him on the board. We're looking at him, and then all of a sudden he's picked. You know, I love that. That yeah. that was class A radio. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That that was a lot of fun. That no was, doubt. Uh, we uh, we were talked about it happening, and we even yeah the DB coach came in, and we were talking with him before the pick was made. That's who it was. We mentioned it to him. Yeah, like, hey, why don't you, uh, uh, you know, maybe trade back into the fifth round? Yeah. Go get Xavier Woods. He said, yeah, maybe. And then, uh, That's what it was. Yeah, maybe. And then he left. He, he <laughs> yeah, ran to Jerry was... and put a, put a voice in the ear. <laughs> hey, yeah, Dane exactly. said this. <laughs> if, if only they would have listened to us in the first round and taken uh, T.J. Watt instead of oh, Taco. Uh, let's, let's not but, derail uh, a great conversation yeah, with that. Exactly. We, we won't go down that road. Even last year with Puna, I was I was praying for Puna Ford in the sixth uh, because of how high yep. you were on him. Um, I want to – are we running tight on time here? Um, I've got about three more minutes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be as quick as I can. I want to shift a little bit of the focus to free agency and ask your opinion. Um, what other team in a contract that they've given has the Cowboys in a bigger pickle with their own contract negotiating? Uh, the recent contract, the Raiders gave AB and what it does for the Cooper money. The Rams and Gurley and how it affects Zeke. Bears and Mac and what it does to D-Law. 49ers and Jimmy G and how that affects Dak. And then one more that I just added is the Redskins and Landon Collins money and how that could potentially affect them getting Earl. That's a great question. And that's, uh, you know, I think all five are going to affect and you know it's it's tough and that's that's why the you know the cowboys they're not going i i I don't think they're going to sign earl thomas just because they're looking at all the money they have to spend the next few years to lock up those guys because they're not going to let zeke get away they're not going to let Dak get away they're going to resign amari cooper they're going to resign demarcus lawrence they're not going to get rid of him i mean they're all these guys they're going to resign them and it's just going to take a lot of money it's going to eat up the cap and they're going to have five players account for 60 percent of uh of their cap room so you know it is what it is we're not letting broadest trade away d law (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. It was a good call. It was a good food for thought. Yeah, you know, and you got to keep options open, but you don't let guys like Demarcus Lawrence out of your building. And so, yes. you know, I, I, I think for the immediate, I mean, all five qualified, but I think for the immediate, I talk about the pass rushers because with Demarcus Lawrence, he has said that, or you know, through his representatives that he's not going to play this year on a franchise tag. So they have to get something done. I agree. And they uh, they missed their shot at this time last year uh, when they could have re-signed him yep. uh, to a not, a, not a cheap deal by any means, but cheaper compared to what they're going to have to sign him to this year. So they're kind of, uh, you know, their biscuits are in a vice, uh, yeah. to take a Jerry Jones saying. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to do it. Just hope it works out for the best. I agree. A uh, couple quick questions you can answer either or, but I'm going to give you an out and you can answer either both or neither as well because i got a couple little joke questions in here. Uh, okay. So, number one, draft season or actual football season? Draft season. Yeah, I thought so. Draft process or draft weekend? Uh, I'm a process guy. Okay. Uh, Whataburger or In-N-Out? Hellman or Broadus, better LSU co-host? Oh, both. Oh, good answer. Uh, on the green egg, beef ribs or beef brisket? Oh, goodness. That's, uh, you got to go both because, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those. <laughs> uh, you can only put one in the Hall of Fame, Romo or Eli? Oh, come on, Romo. That a boy. Yeah. In your opinion, team closer to winning a Super Bowl, Jacksonville or Dallas? Uh, based on last year's game, you have to say Dallas. DK Metcalf, career projection, closer to Dez 2.0 or Treadwell? That's a good one. Because um, I, don't, I, don't I don't think he's Dez and I don't think he's Treadwell. Uh, he's going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I will give a slight, uh, I'll say closer to Dez than Treadwell, but not full Dez. Okay. And the last one, you're in the job that I believe you're going to be in someday soon, and you're an NFL GM. You only have two options to start your franchise with at starting QB. It starts tomorrow. Dak or Trubisky? Uh, Dak has shown more up to this point, but I would go with Trubisky. I'm a oh, dang. What you, you just ruined dang. a great I, conversation. Dang, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> You just did for me, bud. Oh, Six months of arguing. Bro. I knew I should have left it at nine oh, questions. The Bears, our bodies are going to be <laughs> what a great so experience. If you, if you traded those two, if you put Dak on the Bears and you put Trubisky on the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys would be a better team. Really? I look at it. Okay, well, maybe we can we can wish big and we can uh, have a part two of this combo and we'll uh, we'll unwrap that a little further, hopefully, in the future. Dane, we can't thank you enough. I hope that we've shown our appreciation just through this phone call. No, I, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, you know, the, the support is something that I can't thank you enough. It allows me to do this job, and so I appreciate it. Beautiful. Anything you want to plug before we let you go? Uh, just subscribe to The Athletic and uh, follow me on Twitter at DP Brugler. Uh, I got some some draft guide news coming here soon, and uh, just, uh, it's going to be a fun last month and a half for the draft. Absolutely. I we, we will definitely be tuned in, and thank you again, sir. Can't thank you enough. Take care, Dave. All right. You two guys, thanks. All the best. All right, we're back. That was pretty cool. Uh, thanks again to Dane. Um, 
hopefully all the new listeners that I'm sure we've got are still uh, listening at this point. We're still dumbfounded by Odell. Uh, now it's coming across the ticker that D Ford is going to the 49ers cheap? for a 2020 second round pick, reported by Ian Rappaport. Do you think it was too cheap for Odell? Too cheap? Or like, uh, it's significantly think? more than it, uh, Antonio Brown got. And they also got that's very true. They also got a, a young starter on defense as well. I'll say that much. Who would and, you and rather it's also, have on your team? Um, in this case, I would say. I would rather have Odell Beckham Jr. on the Browns because he's clearly got a relationship with um, former teammate. I do remember actually seeing that Landry. picture a while back. And he's of got the a relationship with Baker Mayfield. Like, he worked out with Baker yeah. Mayfield before Baker got picked last year. And then he worked out with him all summer long. Like, they're good yeah. buddies, I'm assuming. What I like the most about the trade for the Cleveland Browns is they almost have a complete offense now because with Bradley Chubb developing into a, a, a real... And Kareem Hunt. If Kareem Hunt. But we don't know how the suspension is going to oh, play out. So that's l- true. let's just say let's leave, yeah, that the, off, the offense looks a little bit more complete today than it did this time yesterday. And they have, although they're shopping him, they haven't got rid of um, Duke Johnson Jr., correct? They also have that tight end out of Miami, Njoku, who is very, very talented as well. That that offense yeah, and, and to, com- to become completed. So you look at Cleveland's defense now, and... They have two bookends in Garrett and Vernon, and I think Denzel Ward on the corner is the Giants might now be able to. Corners. Sorry, to cut you. Oh, yeah. I'm just I was thinking out loud. And, um, yeah, it Giants might be able to go quarterback at six, and then bookend offensive lineman at seventeen. Get one of those those top three. Maybe yeah, probably the third of a top three. Uh, offensive lineman in this draft class. They would be foolish not to. They need to work on the offensive. Well, they just acquired Zeitler. Who is an extremely talented guard. Say what what you will about maybe him having too much money, but uh, their left tackle, his name's escaping me at the moment, uh, is still serviceable. It's an, 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 an upgrade. Oh, you're talking about Nate Solder. Nate Solder, yes. Like, he's the highest paid left but tackle in the NFL. That acquisition from the Patriots was a smart sign because uh, a team needed a left tackle. A smart sign, but a bad contract. Like, I was trying to say, he's the mm-hmm. highest paid left tackle in the NFC East, and he's the worst performing. Mm-hmm. That's fact. That's I, not just opinion. No, no one is disputing that. And I would agree it's that it's not, it's not the that's greatest. What did you say your name was tonight? Cherokee Jack? Cherokee, that's Cherokee a fact, Cherokee Jack. Jack. So, moving on, as far as the free agency is concerned, what else do you like? What other signings do you like? I like that my team isn't one of those fools spending this type of fucking Monopoly paper uh, in the first 72 hours of free agency. That's how I feel. But if you're signing players at reasonable contracts and filling needs, like for example... Has any of that happened yet? Eric Weddle. That's probably the one... Name one other contract under those guidelines. Nick Foles. (sighs) Four year at eighty eight million with fifty million guaranteed, he's going to be middle of the pack. The only way that that contract, so far is, as money is concerned, is good is if he reaches the hundred two incentive uh, mark, hundred two million wow. with the incentives, because that I, means that then the defense has played well enough to disguise him as another Super Bowl champion quarterback. Or that means that Nick, <laughs> or that means that Nick Foles has performed. But I'm kidding because the Eagles defense didn't help. 
them win that championship. Well, I guess they caused the forced fumble at the end of that game. But Tom Brady still foot threw and for mouth, foot and mouth. But Tom Brady still threw for four hundred plus yards, though, right? True, five hundred um, actually plus. Outrageous. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it was. Um. You asked me a question I didn't answer. I guess my major takeaway is that the San Francisco 49ers just spend money in free agency like it's, like I said, monop- Monopoly paper. Yeah. I love watching that highlight. That's that's a career highlight for Odell Beckham Jr. Like, what, D-catch? No, the, the him punching the kicking net and it hitting him in the head after. Oh. That, they just showed it. As, I like, part looking, of his, that's part was, of his uh, his highlight reel. I wasn't looking at the screen in the same way that you were. But it's funny how you thought that, and I thought that. But like, I, I, those are my two biggest takeaways. Is okay. that, or I guess, I'm glad that the Cowboys aren't spending stupid money. But at the same time, just drafting well and just signing or uh, re-signing those players. It, like, it's not enough at this point. There needs to be... Like, I want to see them take... It's it's funny. We, this keep uh, keeps coming up. The Rams. Like, we laughed when Jerry likened the Cowboys to the Rams last season. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow I was on the receiving end of jokes about that while I was making jokes about it. But either way, um, I want them to try to uh, emulate what the Rams did in, in free agency last year. But they went boomer bust. They didn't. I want to see my team go boomer bust because when the owner is coming out uh, at the combine and saying he doesn't have too many of these campaigns left, I'd like to see Jerry get but one you, more. You just said that you're happy that your team hasn't been spending monopoly money, and then right. in the other vein, you said that but you want them to come out and buy boomer bust player. Like I, no, I don't want them to buy season. boomer bust players because I don't think Earl Thomas is a boomer bust player, and I think by the way the safety market has been unfolding. I think that we can get him without giving him the top money that he once thought he'd be able to get. Like, why isn't Earl Thomas signed yet? Because he wants too much money. Is that the only reason why? So do you think? Or, it has is, more or do you to think do that teams don't history? believe in a thirty-year-old? Do you think it has more to do with his injury history? Coming off of a broken leg. Okay. I'd say so. Like when fucking Tyron Matthews getting forty-two million over three years. And and land and even more gross. Landon Collins is now the highest paid safety in NFL history. A box safety, forty five million in guarantees. Like I told Johnny a couple weeks ago that he was gonna like he was gonna cash in. He was gonna get paid. Yeah, but Dan Snyder, I didn't say he was gonna get seven and a half times his career earnings and guarantees all. Dan Snyder has a history of paying defensive players. Of course, yeah, he does. So what I'm gonna say? And th- hold on, line in the sand. I would ag- I would go as far to say. And I wouldn't be surprised if he overpaid Landon Collins for it to disrupt mm-hmm. the Cowboys from getting Earl Thomas into that division as well. Did you just imply yes. that Dan <laughs> Snyder would price the safety market so high that the Cowboys couldn't afford to bring in their guy? Uh, maybe. No, no, not Is maybe. I want unequivocal. 100% I think that. <laughs> oh I do God. think that. that so I, think that's, I think that might be a savvy business tactic. If the, you're going to give away money to a position that could be allocated He's been elsewhere. giving money away for years. No, no. I'm not disputing what I saw. I saw the Albert Hainsworth contract, okay? What I'm talking to you about right now is for 2019. You see the Josh mortgage. Norman contract? Pay a system guy to be a lockdown corner? How's yeah. that working out for you? You got a point there. But that's because Dave Gettleman, do, or, uh, Gettleman doesn't want to pay his guys. In the same way that Josh Norman left when he played in Carolina, okay? It's the same reason that Landon Collins left playing in New York. 
So whether they were right or wrong for getting paid or not getting paid or getting moved, it's all about the market. For the same reason that Blake Bortles is going to cost Jacksonville $16.5 million this year. To not play football? That's the cost. Are they going to cut him? He's gone. He's gone? He's gone. Is, is that confirmed or is that your opinion? Tomorrow. Tomorrow it's happening? Mike, Str- Mike Stradamus. I don't even want any of that. But I'm, I'm I don't not, want I'm any not, of that. I'm not right tomorrow. enough to be prophetic. Um, <laughs> but when the Foles contract becomes official uh, tomorrow, which is the 13th, uh, Bortles will be cut. So it'll be Cody Kessler and Foles before the draft starts as far as the 1-2 goes. So we're you gotta be feeling guys. you got to be feeling all right about the outlook, maybe. It's an optimism, but I'm such a frugal guy. I have my savings. I watch my spending. And giving Blake Bortles $16.5 million to not contribute to the football team really boggles my mind for a team that had to release four players just to get $30 million in that cap space. <laughs> I just worked here. Oh man, that's, that's one of the best like, drops. On. Oh, I forgot like to great. ask Dane to ask Jeff Kavanaugh if we could use the the drop of him. Wow. I'll have to ask him on Twitter and hope I get a reply. What I'm curious about, I won't play, I won't play it now. What I'm curious about <laughs> is whether or not Jacksonville can rebound from having a lot of cap space going into 2018 to having very little going into 2019, and 16 and a half million has to do with a bad contract. And now that money can be allocated to receiver and to tight end. And I'm curious to see what we'll do with this draft class. Because you, you got to hit. Can you try to pull up how many teams in the NFL currently are operating with zero dead money against the cap? I'd also like to touch on um, uh, the Indianapolis Colts general manager, Dave Ballard. I hold on. Okay, go ahead. I'd, I'd like to talk about how last year he didn't spend a lot of money and people were somewhat curious as to why. He only comes out with his first two picks and takes Quentin Nelson, okay, and then he takes Darius, Darius Leonard. Leonard. So um, this year now they have close to a hundred million in cap space. They bring in Devin Funches, yeah, okay, wide receiver for Andy Luck, somewhat inconsistent. I hate right? how you call him Andy Luck. Why we always say Captain Andrew Luck? Okay, yeah. all right. Wolf, 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 Andrew. Trying, Andrew. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is, is the Indianapolis Colts have a shrewd general manager. You don't and they know have him. a lot of You don't know him, no? They have a lot of room to make moves, and I'm curious to see the way in which they do that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I feel like nobody's got no dead money. I believe we have no dead money. Go to the... Scroll down to the, to the Cowboys. Bad radio talking about things that the, mm-hmm. the listener can't see, but... Okay, either way, the Cowboys are, I be, are from without the, uh, from underneath the Romo dead money and the Dez dead money. Still, eh? No, they're from without, they're from underneath it. They're, you know what I mean? In this, the black. And that's why I say, this is the year, right now, to go, to go all in. When, when you were arguably a defensive tackle or two healthy in the playoffs away from, who knows, maybe getting your first NFC Championship game in, you know, in 25 years. Yeah, but you had two hundred years. There's two hundred yard rushers in that game, though. One yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tackle doesn't stop that, though. One D tackle doesn't. Stop. I mean, I mean, I mean, right on your parade, but maybe they one of them gets seventy five yards. The other guy still goes for a buck and change. What do you think is the most curious signing in free agency this year? Every single one made. The last two days. But is that just about money to you? Is yeah, hundred percent. Okay. It is. Right, so it's not about look at the teams. Team look at the teams that spent. Mo- look at the teams that spent money on the first day of free agency. Right. 
you're saying that there was no good deals on the first day? I didn't see any other than Eric Weddle, which you brought up. You don't think that Nick Foles is a no, good deal I don't. for for Jacksonville? No, no, he's not worth twenty five million dollars. I agree with that, but if that's the market price for a quarterback in two thousand and nineteen, then they paid the market value for him. And it's your own fault that that's what the market value is. We've so I guess about that. so. I We've guess you're getting that. what you get. You're getting a taste of your own medicine, I guess. I don't know. Should we try to call Brandon? Should we try to go out west? No, he's, he's uh, busy. busy. Going to casino. Casino. Gambling addict. He's a, de- he's a fucking degenerate. Good he'll, for him. I wish I had that kind of for you. He'll put, him on, put it on red. Put five on red like for Vinny Chase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. Our luck, we'd probably hit it. Let it ride, hit it again. We probably should tell I should tell them to put five on red for me. Shit. Let it ride. So those teams are the Redskins, the Lions, the Titans, the Niners, the Jags, the Bills, the Raiders, the Cards, and the Jets. A lot of dead money. What are those... T- a lot of dead money. What do those teams have in common generally every year? Are they in the playoffs? But they're shite. There you go, Johnny. Johnny's... Johnny's adding one plus one to get two. Alright, so back to Le'Veon Bell. That was just the... I don't think he's going... Someone told me today that he's going to the Raiders because he's dropping a new freestyle or a yeah. new record or something tonight where he's, he's rolling rec- dice on the cover. I don't... It's called Life is a Gamble. I don't see Good that happening. Is his latest album coming out, dropping tonight at 12 o'clock, some shit like that. I don't think that will be getting played on our podcast, sir. No Life is a Gamble drop? I don't think so. Or... Future? I don't see it. I don't see that in the future. Do you think Buffalo got a little bit better today? Uh, they got a little better Brown. in the slot. Good for good for bees. Go secure the bag. Well, John Brown um, can play outside as well. He wasn't getting He's that money from Dallas, so, and he didn't get that twenty million guaranteed that he thought he was. No, but he got Just, a four-year contract. He did. We'll see how he can play in the cold weather as well. With with Josh Allen as his quarterback. There's that too. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to make a determination either way. I'm happy for the guy you got paid. Talking about a former undrafted free agent from SMU that works his way to getting whatever, I believe, is 14.5 in guarantees. Good for you. Good for you, Beast. The last catch he made as a Cowboy, or in regular season as a Cowboy, is probably the best catch he ever made. Yeah. Well, I can't say that because he had that one pin behind the... Pin, pin behind the back catch with either way. Um, I don't know if that necessarily makes Buffalo better because I still don't know how much I believe in Josh Allen as a quarterback. My main takeaway from him last season is that I didn't know he was that athletic. I didn't expect him to be a running back with an arm. A cannon of an arm, but sporadic as hell. Um, but it's interesting to think about how... They needed to get better, and they went out and identified... Johnny Stats with the video pull-up. Positions. Yeah. I like having this video screen right in front of us. It's nice. Dane Brugler as a guest. New video screens. Moving on up. Yeah, Maybe that should be the episode title. Moving on up. Moving on up. 38 special. Moving on up. You have a little George Jefferson dancing in the living room? I mean, to the east side. The deluxe apartment in the sky. Alright. Um, 
nothing else. I mean, a lot, a lot happened in free agency, but I mean, everyone. By the time this comes out, everybody else is gonna already have uh, deep dived on it. You know, so yeah. um, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to scare away any any, any potential new listeners. Uh, Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and whatnot. Um, this yeah. Odell Beckham to the Browns. What do you think? On all the uh, on all the topics, uh, follow us on Twitter if you're not already. Talking underscore pigskin. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and catch the uh, episode artwork for every week. It's at, at Talking Pigskin Pod. Um, yeah. Subscribe on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and uh, a review. Um, I don't know how many you got to get of those to actually have it displayed, but... Keep them up. I don't know. I, I, I know we got quite a few subscribers on there now, and, and everyone tells me, hey, I helped you out, I gave you a five-star review, and I, I still don't see it. So help us out, listener. If you enjoyed this interview, if, uh, if you enjoyed what Dane had to say, <laughs> then uh, help us out. And... Uh, We'll do our best to keep giving you good content like tonight. Thanks for listening, as always. Anything else, boys? Everybody take care and have fun. All right. Uh, Make sure you check out Trust the Tape. Oh, yeah. Check out Trust the Tape. Check out Draft Show, especially on Draft Weekend and leading up to it. Check out Draft Show on Cowboys.com if you want to hear more from Dane. And like he said, subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, I think there's a... 50% 50% off for Canadian users, uh, $35 for the year. Well worth it for, I mean, Dane's draft coverage alone. I'd paid, I'd pay more than that. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks again. All right, everybody. Let the gavel swing. Get out of my sight, you fuck. Dismissed. Dismissed.